Not content with your content? You've come to the right place. The Discontent Show with Joe Kuzma. Every brand starts with a story. Here's how you can grow your business by sharing it. Now with today's topic, the host of The Discontent Show, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Discontent Show. My name is Joe Kuzma, and I hope everyone out there is doing well, uh, regardless of your current situation. I understand that some people, uh, you may be working from home, uh, you may not be working at all, whatever may be the case, or if you're an essential employee, you're probably trying to figure out different things you can do right now with, if you should have, the extra time on your hands. Maybe you're thinking about what you can do to expand your brand, your business, maybe you're idled, maybe you're still uh, full go during this whole coronavirus pandemic. And maybe some of you are sitting around with some extra time and you've always been thinking about that side hustle or what other hats can you wear, what other skills can you acquire. And I realized that my five pillars of content marketing, I haven't talked about them for a while. So I'm going to revisit some of these five because I think this is a good time as a refresher where We're already into the month of May and almost halfway through the year, so it's not quite the same thing as looking back on the New Year's resolutions, but if you're not already doing some of these things, maybe you may be interested in starting them, and that would be uh, a blog, a podcast, social media, emails or e-newsletters or email marketing or whatever the heck you want to call it. You're going to send it via email, right? And then eBooks. And I understand out of these five, you're probably like, well, I do one of these. I don't do one of these. And uh, some you're going to do better than others. So it's time to do some housekeeping. And you know what? I have to even do this myself and I'm juggling uh, so many different uh, hats right now that I that I wear. But just getting started with blogs, uh, you're really missing out if you don't have a written form uh, of communication on your own website. Uh, usually a blog is like a kitchen sink that you could put any type of news, information, announcement, uh, even if it's a little entertainment thing, an event that's coming up. Look, Usually we all talk about social media and social media marketing tends to dominate the content marketing field. If you were looking at it at a pie, as a pie, the, that's why I call them pillars because they're foundations of your of your marketing, okay? If it was a pie, it would just be uneven and it takes up maybe a lot of times, maybe half of what you're doing, maybe a blog or a podcast and then what happens? You end up filtering and sending those back out via social media. So if you're not already in different areas of social media, that's something that you should look at, but we're going to go, I'm going to look at that in a second. If you're not already doing something with a blog and you're just throwing everything up on social media, you're doing a great disservice to yourself because a blog is something that you control. And when someone comes to your website, guess what? They're going to see it on your website. They're going to be able to find it on your website instead of trying to find that needle in a haystack of a tweet or a Facebook post. Where did I see it? Who posted it? Oh, it was Joe. Well, it might be easier to just go find it on the website or in the case of of having good SEO and doing this stuff with a blog, they go to search for you and maybe it will be one of the items that ends up coming up. So if you're not already doing this and you're not sharing your expertise on the web or you're not promoting a product or a service through your blog, uh, this is something that I think is very vital. It's one of the key things. It's usually one of the easier things to do, although I find podcasting 
my second pillar that I'm going to bring up to be quite easy for myself. It's like an on-demand radio version of your blog. There's people who like audiobooks and there's people, you know, they buy the Kindle books. And there's some people that will do both. They will read a written format or they will listen to someone else read it. Maybe Samuel L. Jackson, right? <laughs> so, uh, but there are people who prefer either listening and or reading or both. It's chocolate, it's vanilla, it's the swirl cone. You're just trying to throw that net out as wide as you can, cast it and get as much as possible while doing so. So uh, podcasting, I have some other episodes that are up. It may sound like something that's very daunting. It is not. You can get started relatively easy. It just depends on how much uh, how much concern you have over how good it is. Don't think that you have to have a professional microphone just to get started. In fact, when I started my first ever podcast, I was recording it using an iPhone and the earbuds that come supplied with the phone when you buy it. And we're talking like six, seven years ago, but still... It has a little microphone in it, and it can get the job done. It creates an audio file, and then you're on your way. And if you want to start doing high-level things, producing with that, uh, or hiring someone like myself that produces these type of shows where we add in you know, voiceovers, introductions with a host, or music, any, any type of things like that, or even cutting out you know, different types of uh, – long, heavy, heavy size pauses. Some people aren't great orators, obviously, but this is where I say you don't have to invest in all of this equipment. And then if it isn't for you and it doesn't work out, you know, uh, it's not as easy to walk away. You feel bad because you put money or whatever into it here, at least if, if you get started and there's apps that'll do different things like this. Heck, you could even just throw it on YouTube rather easily with an app. Uh, you could record things using your phone. Just make sure it's just, it's clear and people can understand you. Maybe go into a room where you have quiet. There isn't a lot of background noise. Uh, even a room that has a lot of echo isn't necessarily preferred, but I think it's understandable, especially given the current circumstances. And you can start to see if you gain some traction. You could see if you're good at it. It gives you some practice. Maybe you could do one or two and also build that little pile you could have on the side because uh, everything else that's out there, Apple Podcasts, if you're on YouTube, those are all search engines too. And those all lead everyone back to you. All roads lead to Rome. So the more roads, the more avenues you have, uh, why not? Except for the case of if you happen to abandon one of them, this is where I get into social media. Ooh, it's like where where all where all do you want to exist? <laughs> you know, there's Facebook, there's there's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's I guess YouTube kind of it kind of goes over a couple different platforms here, but YouTube could be a part of that as well. It's very social. There's LinkedIn. If you have professional profiles, there's Snapchat, which I never talk about because I don't know if you could have anything that could be any more instant in the moment. I think it's just a cash grab to try and get some younger eyeballs on your product. So you have to figure out. Uh, which of these is going to work best for the type of audience that you have. And if you're spread too thin, sometimes you could use apps to post the same thing among all of them, but it doesn't always work that way. Like Instagram doesn't have links. It's very photo heavy. Maybe you don't have photos, so you're not on Instagram and you're only posting information uh, generically on Facebook. But I think Facebook's the big one. I think you absolutely have to be there. 
If you at least at the minimum have a company profile that's out on LinkedIn, uh, that's that makes you look very professional. I think that's something that you should have as well. And then you figure it out from there. If you want to be on Twitter, fine. If you want to be on Instagram, fine uh, at all. But you should go back and reevaluate. I've had this problem in the past too, but I have gone back and reluctantly deleted or deactivated accounts of which I was not very active on. Pinterest, absolutely one of the ones that I don't do. But hey, if you're into making things like uh, you have an Etsy shop, for example, and you have things that are very photographic like that, and you've been doing it on Instagram, there's really no reason you shouldn't be doing it on Pinterest as well and creating a board and, and learning how all of that works. But again, that might not work for somebody else. So it's not a one uh, size fits all option, but it's something that you do have to reflect on, take a look at and see what is and isn't working and what you can keep up with as far as uh, social media is concerned. Uh, another one that tends to get overlooked quite a bit, email and e-newsletters. I said email marketing. It depends where you go in order to do this because you're going to have to use another service. You, you just can't fire up Outlook and send out 200 emails. More than likely, your email provider will not allow that. Plus, it's not going to look as sharp as it can be if you build it with a program like MailChimp or Constant Contact. So give that a try. Uh, some of those, are they have maybe free tiers. There's also competing ones. And I mean, if you go on anywhere, some of the web hosts, you may even have one included if you already have a website through one of the bigger providers. Uh, I'm not going to throw any names out there because there's ones I like and there's ones I don't like. So I don't necessarily want to, I don't want to, take you away from what you might be into and cause any other problems. But they happen to have or offer email marketing. This is somewhere where you get directly into somebody's inbox. It doesn't always work. We're all used to spam. We all delete hundreds of emails probably each day. I know I do. But still, 20% of your audience, that's a figure that's as good or better sometimes than Facebook can be or Twitter can be with social media engagement and people seeing your posts there. Plus, not everybody is on Facebook. Not everybody's on Twitter or Instagram. Almost everyone has an email. My mom has an email address, okay? So if they sign up for any kind of offers or you give an incentive in order to collect their email address and then you're able to keep people up to date, it's another way of doing so. And besides, uh, this is something where someone might save the email on the side and then come back to it in order to find something. So if you sent them, hey, I just wrote this blog post, it's not like you just put it on Facebook and they lose it three days later. Hey, you know, some people don't clean out their inbox or maybe they're, you know, really OCD like I am and I put it into a folder for later or tag it into a category or whatever. And then it's there and then you go back and you find it and you end up reading it and it's just it's going to help build that rapport with your potential clientele or customers that are out there. And the other the other one is uh, this is really if you have some time on your hands it could be anywhere from, you know, 4 or 5 pages to uh 4 or 500 pages. The Great American Dream writing a novel. It's never been easier to do something digitally publish it through Amazon Kindle. Uh, Apple also has iBooks, but I mean, Kindle, we're talking like, they're the big, they're the big kahuna here. They're probably 70 some percent of the market, if they're not more. Anyways, and there's some others that are out there, but you don't have to be as concerned with that. If you feel that there's something that you could, you're a writer, or you can, you know, somebody that can help you at least compose something that 
you know, it's professional. It doesn't have a whole lot of errors in it. If you're using Microsoft Word or, you know, pages on a Mac, there's spell check, there's grammar check, and you could do all that and you put it, a nice little bow on it. You find somebody to maybe make a cover uh, that's kind of neat to put on there and then you publish it. And then it's up there, and it's something that's actually another side revenue stream. Uh, aside from like a blog, you can maybe have ads on your website depending on your industry where you get some Google ads or a podcast. You may eventually get some sponsorships, or you may be able to get some ads depending on where it's published too. But social media posting there, the only way it's really making you money on any type of sales funnel is people are coming directly to you and buying, and you're using that as just a method of advertising and holding their hand to come along the path. Whereas with in in the same things kind of with an email too, you know, it's costing you time and money to to do all these things. Whereas an ebook is something that maybe is going to put it out front and center. Now there's always the option of creating a PDF out of something that you wrote with Word. It's something of some sort of value, and it's usually done on trade and can be offered for free on your website as well in order to help build either your social media following, like, you know, um, trade a like, a Facebook page like, for to get this, this pamphlet, this white sheet, uh, this uh, handy guide. I know you've seen these pop-ups on various websites, and if you happen to have something that's like a WordPress website, there's very easy ways to get these kind of opt-in things too. You could tie them into a, maybe a constant contact or MailChimp if they uh, offer their email address, and then you have an autoresponder. So some of this can be set up rather easily where you write something that's short and maybe it's for free, and then it's an incentive in order to send someone further down that sales funnel. And if you're not familiar with the sales funnel, it's the upside down kind of food pyramid where you know you start at the very top and they come all the way down to being you know your hardcore advocate and the person that's going to buy anything and everything you offer to them, hopefully, right? But you're going to be making the sales, and it gets and it wheedles its way down to you know you're qualifying. Maybe you have a thousand people you're broadcasting to on Facebook, and it gets down to maybe 10 or 20 to actually make a sale at the tail end. It's an upside down triangle that funnel is. So the ebook can be flipped either way when it comes to that funnel. It can be used as a freebie, as a, a utility in order to get someone further in the funnel, capture their information as far as having leads, or you can do the great American novel uh, and better position yourself as an expert and have it right up front. Maybe you sell a book for four or five bucks. Maybe it's 10 or 12 bucks. I don't know. How good are you? $20? I'm not sure, uh, you know, sound like an auctioneer here, but I think you get the point and then you could also make some money for your time there. And who knows? Uh, I've also done eBooks where this information, you know, not everybody's going out there and grabbing information the same way. They might not go to your website. They may not go to your blog. They may not listen to a podcast. They may not pay attention to you on social media. You're, they don't get your emails or they go to spam. But you know what? They saw your book in the Kindle store for 4 or $5. This looks pretty good. It sounds like something I'm interested in. And they buy. And there you go. It's Maybe it's just repurposed content. Not entirely because there are terms of service for Kindle, obviously. So, uh, you know... Make sure you look at those. There's my asterisks for this program in order the disclaimer so you don't get yourself in hot water. But I think you understand what I'm saying here is, is that sometimes you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And if you happen to have some extra time on your hands uh, during these, you know, uncertain times, I don't want to say times of crisis, we're starting to hopefully, you know, get back to some sort of new normal here as things start to ease up, open up. But if you find uh, you find yourself uh, chomping at the bit, you're itching to do something new, 
check out the ebook avenue. You know what I mean? Check out podcasting. Write a blog. Uh, maybe uh, revise what you're doing on social media or come up with a schedule or just write down some ideas. Jot them down. And maybe even start collecting emails, send out an email. And I I know this is difficult right now because if you had an actual storefront, you're operating a store, you could collect handwritten email addresses maybe like on a clipboard or something of that nature. But that's going to be a little more difficult to do now, obviously, with people uh, maybe not coming inside of places or wanting to touch a pen that other people have handled already. So just kind of keep that in mind. But they are uh, decent ideas that you can use in order to, you know, spread that uh, amplification out. It's those circles that overlap the circles that make your overall audience circle a lot bigger. So you're just collecting them, you're putting your arms, you're wrapping around all of these different uh, circles, and and that's everything you have. And then you want to scoop that in towards you, right? So give some of these different pillars an idea once, or give give them some uh, thought, I should say, not an idea. If you have the idea, then that's where they belong. They belo- You belong with, once again, blogs, podcasts, social media, email or e-newsletters, and then again, e-books. I hope you found this to be informative or at least a thought-provoking or maybe get the wheels turning type of uh, episode today. I always, uh, again, appreciate my listeners who are out there and thank you for tuning in. Uh, Don't forget if anywhere you're listening, like let's say Apple Podcasts allows you to leave a review, I do appreciate that. If you're listening uh, somewhere like YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and or subscribe uh, to the program. And of course, I encourage all of the listeners out there, as I always do each and every time, to be safe, be good, and I'll catch you later. Hi, folks. This is Joe Kuzma. (laughs) No, don't worry. You're not hearing things twice. I'm just here to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to today's show and being a follower and subscriber of the Discontent Podcast. And I want to remind you that if you're interested in more information about all the various things it is that I do, whether it be about this show, content marketing, or you want to ask a question, you may visit me at joekuzma.com. That's J-O-E-K-U-Z-M-A.com. Or you can follow me as well on Facebook. Make sure you get the page and not the personal profile. Sorry, it's only for friends and family. Also on Twitter at Joe underscore Kuzma, LinkedIn or Instagram. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe, whether that be on iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider, so you don't miss out on any of the great episodes that we have. Once again, thank you again for your support, and I look forward, as always, to speaking and interacting with each of you again soon.